Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Nick Gray of Fandroid is back on the show, fresh off yet another vacation. And no, I'm not salty about the fact that he gets some time off. Of course, joking around here. Uh, but yeah, we get together to talk about the Steam Deck. Um, and also, I have a couple of anecdotes about, one, an event that I went to recently, but also a couple of products that actually got me really excited. Um, you know, I just really love it when products have, like, multiple uses, and that's exactly what the Moft O has kind of have been showing me in some roundabout ways. Uh, but yeah, we get into that. And also the fact that uh, Xiaomi has overtaken Apple as um, the number two smartphone manufacturer in the world. So all of that in this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly podcast. Let's jump into it. Enjoy. All right. Well, you just got back from a yet another vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you, and even though I had to stop the recording because I had to uh, change the audio levels a little bit you basically said a second ago that you have one more little vacation coming up in my case um and we all i think everyone will know just how excited and almost kind of nervous i am but i don't know if i've said this on any show yet but i'm finally going to be able to see isa isa is finally able to come to the states to california in particular um so she'll be here pretty soon and i could not be happier um but yeah, it's also one of those things where I haven't seen her in almost 18 months. <laughs> well, hopefully you guys will be okay. 18 months apart, that's a long time. You're going to get together in the same room. You're like, who are you? Exactly. Like, we forgot how to tolerate one another. <laughs> well, and it's different. Like, you guys talk on a regular basis, but being yep. in the same room with somebody, you know, constantly for, you know, eating meals and you know watching shows things like that it's it's a little bit different being in person versus okay i'm done talking with you right now you know turn off the computer walk away you can't do that in real life yeah well it's been funny because i've had i've had like very low tolerance for things lately um i'm okay we talk about this all the time the whole creator conundrum of like i'm just sick of work now (laughs) yes because it's basically i've paid my dues for the past 16 to 18 months i have been the good soldier not just for like for everything like i'm talking about my channel i'm talking about pocket now i'm talking about the podcast all of that i've been the good soldier keeping up as as best i can i'm not saying i was perfect at it but keeping up as best i can for 18 months just sitting in this house or in my office trying to get all my work done and meanwhile all the companies especially the phone companies are absolutely relentless and um yeah i've kept it up for all this time and like I was saying before, I had to change the audio recording again. Like, I feel like some of us might be a bit envious of, like, you because you've been able to go on actual vacations. Meanwhile, I'm like, after 18 months, man, I've paid my dues. Just give me my damn girlfriend already. and <laughs> Let me just chill out finally after all this time. Well, I'll say, you know, it, it all comes down to priorities. If you have a family that has been cooped up in the house for 18 months and you have the opportunity to take a week off and go actually do something with your life rather than, you know, the same routine that we've all been into for 18 months, you take that opportunity. And it honestly, it takes a lot of planning in order to pull it off. I mean, you know, as you know, I'm, I run a website, I run a YouTube channel and I do some other stuff on the site as well. And so it's all about, you know, getting everything lined up so that you can walk away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you know, we, I am running a business, so I am checking emails while I'm doing it. I am doing work while I'm there. And the stuff that I am putting off for that week just piles up Yeah, as I get back. And 
just like this week, I, I got back from the Lake Tahoe area and it was beautiful out there, you know, beautiful weather, uh, about, you know, between 80 and a hundred degrees, uh, no humidity. Uh, we had a lot of fun, got to see friends and family while we were there. But the second I stepped back, uh, we got back and then 24 hours later, another uncle showed up at our house in his RV and stayed with us for a week. And so I went from being on vacation to a day getting back to hosting for a week and they just left yesterday. So I'm now like, okay, finally, you know, after everything's said and done. um, And, you know, we were talking earlier, you're just trying to get some video work done and just things fail constantly as we're trying to do, do the work that we do on a regular basis it's just tiring and exhausting. And honestly, like when you go on a vacation for a week, you need a week to recuperate from that vacation and get back into regular life. That is true. But I, I feel like I'm because I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of like downtime when Issa and I are together because I mean, we work in the same field, so we're just mm-hmm. going to keep working. But it's just going to be a nice change of pace to like have that other person there <laughs> and to like be able to work together and like not just be. But I, I recommend taking at least two three days in a row to unwind and yeah, not I agree. like not even worry about, Hey, I got to do a video or I got to send this email, you know, take a long weekend and say, you know, shut it all out for this weekend. We're just enjoying each other. Go do something together and shut out the world. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you in that regard. Um, the, the, uh, there is one thing that I know that this is real, like this whole situation of me and her being able to see each other again because and this is this is just like the mind that I this is just the the brain I have anytime a big thing is about to happen it doesn't even have to be that big it could be like a tech event it could be like a CES or an MWC just something big kind of happening um I know it's actually happening when I'm constantly looking at new things to get to enhance that experience <laughs> so one of the most recent purchases I made and of course, it does come down to purchases. But have you tried? What's your? Do you have one of these? Do you have the uh, Rode Wireless Go Two? I do not. Uh, I was actually looking at purchasing it a while back, and I just haven't pulled the pulled the trigger yet. But it's on my list of things to do, specifically because we do. Yes, I do. You know tech reviews and stuff like that but we also have a family vlog travel channel Mm -hmm. for all of our travel adventures as well and uh being able to have a second microphone uh, that's what's really appealing for me is having two laugh mics wireless Mm -hmm. laugh mics that you can you know have people standing next to each other far away from each other and you can actually capture audio from both of them when they might not be necessarily right next to the camera is very appealing it is um and that's i'm I'm honestly a little bit blown away by these um because not only is it like two receiver uh, two transmitters going to one receiver so that's obviously going to be really good for like when Issa and I do like a podcast together we'll just clip these on and just start talking like that's really good but i used one of the more like ad- i i don't really want to call it an advanced feature i mean it's always there but um i used one of the more advanced features as a backup tool recently when i finally went to my first like little event uh in the for, for the first time in so long i went to a vr event like AT&T did a preview in LA of a thing that they were helping launch in New York. So I'll get more into what the event was, but I actually spoke to someone from AT&T about 5G, about how the event kind of illustrates like the power of 5G and all that. And 
One of the features of the Rode Wireless Go 2 is that each transmitter can also do local recording. So it's mostly a backup recording. So when you have it connected to your camera, ideally your audio will be baked into the video and it's not going to have any problems. But if there are any problems, you have an uncompressed WAV file that you can just pull from the transmitter that was just local recording. And that, of course, will have no problems. So it's mm -hmm. like, that's really cool. So what I ended up doing was instead of hitting record on my computer, I triggered the backup, clipped it onto him, and I just got some audio from him for reference, um, just asking him some questions. And I was like, man, I could easily conduct like a an audio interview in person. And I mean, if you're if you're on location, no one cares about the background noise or anything like that. So just clip it on myself, clip it on that person, hit record, and there you go. You have an easy podcast like that. Like I'm really excited to use this for those future things. Yeah. And that was, you know, going to tech events and things like that, you know, there's different types of videos that you can make. Like you, you can do the regular, you know, A roll, B roll where you're doing product shots and, you know, you're talking to the camera. But at a lot of events, it's actually easier to get the reps to talk about the product themselves because they're well versed in all of the features and the different software tweaking that they have. And uh, just being able to clip a mic onto a PR rep or a product manager as they're talking about the product for audio background as to, you know, the different feature sets of a product rather than you having to write everything down on a list, memorize it really quick, do five takes in order to get it right. And, you know, doing that for CES uh, or other trade shows that we go to, uh, definitely a lot better than you know trying to wire up uh, a rep because i've done that before i was like <laughs> okay here here's my lav mic it's got seven feet and let's get you a couple feet away from the camera you know you talk for a couple minutes and then you know if i've got questions in the middle you know it, it's really awkward because then you can't hear me asking the question because it's got a single mic versus this has two and we'd have you know the double audio tracks for it it's still awkward also to say to someone like can you like track this through your shirt <laughs> or something mm -hmm. like that yeah at, at that point it's like usually they're they're wearing a jacket or something which yeah. which kind of yeah. hides it a little bit but yeah no it's like at that point i'm like no i'm not telling you to track it through your shirt because that's really awkward <laughs> can you unbutton your shirt quick sir <laughs> yeah let me just uh let me just oh you have a lot of chest hair my friend <laughs> and then if it's a woman it's a whole other question oh absolutely i i it was so like I actually have a couple of stories in that regard where we're, we're like back at Android Authority, we actually interviewed a few like female influencers, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I came to a show or one to one of those interviews and I didn't have enough clips for everybody. And she was like, well, I have a solution for this uh, if you're OK with it. And I was like, what? And she's like, I'll just kind of put it in between. <laughs> like like my bra will basically just like hold it there. And I was just like. I mean, yeah, sure. Like, it's great that there's that solution. <laughs> so thank goodness for that. If you're okay with that, yeah, you go ahead. Like you, you go ahead. Like, here's the mic. You set yourself up, you know. Like, I'm not going to ask you to do it because that would be inappropriate. Exactly. But, you yeah. know, it, it, your idea, if you want to do it, go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Like, you offer it and here you go. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, it's 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 nice when you can be that ingen ingenious, I guess is the term. Um, but anyway, back to this event that I went to. It was my first, like, little, like, like, on location tech thing. Um, I haven't been to one of these in forever. Everything has been virtual, right? So here comes mm -hmm. AT&T saying, we are going to show off the power of 5G plus, that's the way, the way they say it, via a VR experience. And that VR experience was Harry Potter. 
So in New York, I think it was yesterday or Wednesday, um, in New York at the Harry Potter store, there is now a VR experience where you get onto what can only be really described as a stage. Then you put on VR headsets, but there's no backpack. There's no big like thing it's tethered to because what is really happening is a supercomputer on the side running probably like two or three RTX, like 3080s or something, are... Um, it's doing all the processing, which is then wirelessly broadcasted to your headset via 5G+, which is a fancy way for them to say millimeter wave. Um, wow. The, there was no latency. The experience was actually incredibly immersive. And the reason why it was really immersive is because they made the floor like rumble when things happened. There were actually a bunch of fans around us that would like blow wind at us whenever something would happen. Like at one point, a dragon appears and it like flaps its wings and then you feel this like gust of wind. Um, and then even at one point, you're in like an underground like, like what's the term? It's not sewer, but there was like a, like water underneath the, the Hogwarts school that you were trying to walk through. And you're literally walking through all these things because you're on a stage and it's all encompassed uh, in that VR space. And we were walking through the water thing and like you're actually trying to step on the rocks because you're that like into it. Um, you don't want to fall in the water. And at one point there's a splash and we actually got hit with water. <laughs> it was like this is the Some, someone had a little spray bottle bottle and they sprayed you with it. That's probably. what it was. I was I made the joke while we were doing the experience that like there's probably some guy with a bucket just waiting. <laughs> He's mm -hmm. really looking forward to dousing us. But I, I loved it actually because um, on the one hand, it was a really interesting experience to get that full on almost like you remember when we used to call it five D <laughs> or four D or five D experience. Yeah. Um, this was kind of like that. And it was kind of funny how like now we can use VR to recreate to, to create that experience. You don't need to create this big like physical installation that you walk through like the, the Halloween Horror Nights type things or whatnot. You can just put it all in a virtualized set. And while the headset might still be a little cumbersome, you don't have the backpack anymore because the 5G connection is able to just stream it to you one to one. No latency whatsoever. So I was like, oh, cool. So... I imagine there are going to be a lot of companies that are making this type of experience in more places. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more like VR things at theme parks, all of that. Like, I thought that was really cool. But of course, it was a proof of concept to how effective 5G Plus can be. Well, so here's my thing, though. Even though th this is wireless carriers trying to show off the technology in different ways, saying 5G is the future, this is what we need it for wireless vr has been around for what like three or four years now i mean htc has their htc vive wireless adapter that you can use for your computer at home that you know it doesn't rely on 5g technology it has you know its own proprietary connection and also works over wi-fi things like that and wi-fi being you know even the wi-fi 6 capabilities being faster than current implementations of 5g even millimeter wave so i i always love it when carrier partners are out touting new and awesome technologies i'm like guys this is old news why are the carriers always on you know the back step 
as to what's actually going on in the world. Sure. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, but it was, it was, Do you my, know what, what, uh, VR headset they were using? Uh, they were actually specific Qualcomm headsets that had X55 modems in them. And I love that. Like we had a few people there and, um, they were like, yeah, it's X55 modems. And in my head, I was like, I know what that is. <laughs> so, <laughs> the X55. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a straight up just 5g plus capable, uh, X55. And the, the headsets actually had like the Snapdragon logos all over it, all of that. So it was it was kind of cool to like see that and to experience that. And of course, yes, like Wi-Fi 6 is probably able to cover a lot of that stuff. But they were making the point that even Wi-Fi protocols, perhaps even Wi-Fi 6, have just enough latency to make this experience less than ideal, uh, which is why Millimeter Wave was what they chose to really use to show that off. Um, but yeah, like just imagining in that one little enclosed space, you have the line of sight connection of millimeter wave to up to six people all at once walking through this Hogwarts thing in virtual reality. It's like, that's kind of cool. Actually, there were three of us all doing it at once. So it mm. was like pretty cool to see that we all could see each other. We all had zero latency feedback when it came to like actually experiencing the world. Um, it was based the, the, the not to not to spoil anything for anyone who might be going. It's just you're following Dobby. I'm not a big Harry Potter person, but you're following Dobby as he kind of stumbles his way through Hogwarts. <laughs> um, but yeah, the moving floor, the wind, all that stuff. Like it was kind of cool. Like it was nice to it was nice to experience a 5D thing like that. And yeah, I was awesome. I was joking with Jaime because I was like, yeah, I got to go to a thing, Mister. I went to John Deere. <laughs> for- <laughs> Hey, it looked like he had a lot of fun. It, yeah, he did. And he was able to go with some of our friends. And it was just mm-hmm. like, that's the, that's literally, the, exactly. That's literally the experience we all have not been able to have. And I was able to kind of get a tiny little bit of that VR thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, though I have been on vacation, I have been stuck at home for all work-related things. So I am looking forward to one day being able to travel again and enjoy the world and meet up with friends in person. Yeah, 100%. Um, I just got the low battery. I just got the low battery um, on my camera. So maybe the back half of this episode, it's just going to be my voice coming through. (laughs) Me staring Um, at a blank screen. Maybe so. Um, And even then at this low battery indicator, like my camera's kind of going haywire right now. It's like really freaking out. (laughs) Save me, save me. In any case, uh, we do have a few other things to talk about. Um, I, I... I probably should get through this next part a little bit, not really quickly, but like before the camera dies. Um, how familiar are you with the Moft uh, company and ecosystems? Somewhat. Somewhat. So when it comes to like better holding your devices and uh, like those those things like the rings or the pop sockets, do you prescribe to anyone or do you even use any? I do not use any, no. I Why am not? a... Um, I use all my devices naked, man. Okay. I, that That's just the way I roll, and people judge me all the time saying I'm going to break a phone. I never have in all these years, and so I will continue to do so. I mean, the backs do get scratched up, and, um, you know, it's not the best for resale value once you have scratches on the back of your phone, but I, I like to keep them clean. Fair enough. So here... 
enters Moft, and I just got their most recent new release. Um, chances are a lot of people who are listening to this right now, if you're all over Instagram, you might have seen Moft in a bunch of different ways. Like they just keep coming out with stuff. And it's uh, their most recent like big release was this this right here, the Moft O. So it's this little puck. Um, and the whole idea behind this is like with most companies, um, they're gonna first support like Apple products. So here's a uh, iPhone 12 Pro with a moment case on it that has MagSafe built into it. And the Moft O just snaps right on. Um, and it's that little puck that will fold out and give you a way of holding your your device. So just pass your fingers through and you have something akin to a uh, akin to a uh, pop socket of sorts. But if you were to take the puck off and then fold it up, it literally turns into like a phone stand. So you can get like an almost 90 degree angle, maybe just a little bit less than that. That way you can, you know, angle yourself in, in it for like TikToks or vertical video or video calls or anything like that. It's really nice. But here's the thing I wanted to mention. Like when it comes to the MagSafe stuff, that makes perfect sense. I get that. But check this out. This right here on my Axon 30 Ultra, which I'm... Um, still kind of working on um this is a moft sticker and this sticker uh there's no magnets in it but it is magnetic like there's this is this is wizardry to me um and i still don't get how it works <laughs> well there's no magnets in it there's metal in it though yeah but it's 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 something i can like bend and roll like it's it's not a rigid piece of sticker. Mm -hmm. it's, it's literally something I can take on and off and put on anything. This blew my mind because um, here's what I, I slowly started to realize the potential of just this one little sticker. This sticker makes any phone mag safe. That blows my freaking mind. Like Apple recently just released their MagSafe wireless charger. Now you can use it on an Android phone thanks to Moft because of this. Well, but there already are so many phones that automatically connect to the MagSafe chargers. Well, yeah, but, but I'm chargers. talking. I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about like, like magnetically though. Like I'm talking. Well, they connect magnetically though. You haven't seen all of those videos of everyone use connecting to MagSafe chargers. It it seems to work with like a dozen or so Android phones. Really? Because there's no mag on any of those phones though. No, but there's wireless charging coils that connect magnetically to the magnets in the charger. I've never seen that. Yeah, you should. Yeah, well, you you because, haven't been following all there, the Android news. Well, that's the thing. Like, if there's magnets in the mag in, in the wireless charger, wouldn't this connect to the back of? Wouldn't wouldn't the Moft O connect to the back of those phones as well? Because the same quote unquote magnets in the wireless charger should connect to the back of those phones too. It should. Yeah. It, they don't though. Like here, let me take off. Let me take so, off the. MagSafe charger works with the Galaxy S20 Ultra, the Pixel 5. Yeah, it works to wireless charge it, but it no, doesn't no, no. stick. Like, like sticks to the back of it. Well, wha th that makes no sense to me. <laughs> like it, It's sticking to the wireless charging coils on the inside. Okay, so by that logic, this Moft O stand and grip should, should have similar magnets, right? So here's the back of my S21 Ultra. There's No, S20 Ultra. Oh, well, this is the S21 Ultra. So S20 Ultra from last year, which I think you probably have somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, and I think the Pixel, Pixel 5 as well. Hmm. And quite a few other devices. So it, it all has to do with how 
which with what type of wireless charging coil they have on the inside. No, they don't have magnets or anything, but the magnets inside of the um, inside of the MagSafe wireless charger adapt and connect properly to them. I'm trying to think of what other phones right around me have wireless charging, and I'm going to stick this Moft O. You should you should test it out with a couple other handsets because I'm sure it it will stick to a handful of Android devices as well. Like it's not designed for it to do it, but it, a handful of them will work. Okay, so a handful of them will work. But my point is... There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. But your point being, this makes them all compatible. Yes. My point is that this sticker allows for anything that could otherwise be considered a MagSafe uh, accessory to work on any phone or even anything. Like you could put this sticker on the back of a Switch for God's sake. Like <laughs> not, I'm not saying there's any use for that, but I'm just saying you could. Um, but that still blew my mind um, because there are certain other accessories in the Moft ecosystem that work with this magnetic sticker, like their wallet stand and whatnot. So I was just getting excited because like, I was realizing that there are other MagSafe products from the Apple ecosystem that now can be used with Android phones, which mm -hmm. is pretty dope. Like I like that a lot. So let's put it this way. Um, Zenfone 8 doesn't have wireless charging, so clearly won't have those quote unquote magnets. Mm -hmm. Um, Put a put a moft magnetic sticker on the back of the Zenfone and use an Apple MagSafe car mount. Like mm -hmm. that's cool. Like I that's pretty dope. And I'm kind of surprised that Moft doesn't say like make any phone MagSafe. Like I'm surprised they don't use that kind of like like marketing. So anyway, I just wanted to gush about that because it came to mind to me recently. <laughs> The question is, though, because there's metal inside of that sticker, does the wireless charging pass through? It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But so I, I would say try it out and see if it actually does a reduction in speed. So, you know, that's a good question. Take a phone from 10 percent, put it on a wire, the wireless charger without it. See how long it takes to get to 15 percent. Take it back down to 10 percent, put the sticker on it and do do the same. And I'd, I'd imagine that there's going to be a drop in efficiency right there just because there's going to be some metal interference on the back. Mm. Um, I see the link you just gave me. MagSafe charger does work with S20. Yeah, okay. Like, I get that the MagSafe charger... Okay, not to, not to split hairs here. I'm just saying. The MagSafe charger is just a wireless charger. So it should wirelessly charge any phones. But my, my whole point was, does it, like, securely stick to the yeah, back. this this one here does watch the video and the guy like pulls the phone up and the charger pulls up with it It comes with it okay yeah so maybe there are that's something that i haven't realized is is a thing um but in general like mag mm -hmm. other magsafe accessories can now work if you use this sticker which i'm gonna put this sticker on like every phone i use now like <laughs> it's because like, you can like reapply it like a hundred times so now i'm gonna have a, a phone handle or stand with like all of my all of my devices so i'm pretty yeah, excited and there ha there have been a handful of case manufacturers that have been putting because apple has you know the cases with the magsafe magnets on the back of them mm -hmm. there have been a handful of case manufacturers that have made similar cases for android devices so there's there's cases that do similar things with a ring magnet around the edge yeah sometimes their polarization is different though you ever notice that um, like they don't always play well with every other magnetized solution, um, which is which is just something that I kind of noticed. Like for example, the uh, the Peak Design, not the Peak Design. There's another one. There there are other ones where it's not quite MagSafe friendly. 
Um, so there, there are those differences. But this one, this system, definitely MagSafe friendly. All right, so I just wanted to gush a little bit about that. I thought it was cool. Um, I will say if you're looking at the Mofto as a very secure way of like holding your phone, it's still not like straight up adhesive on your phone. So just enough of the wrong movements of your fingers will make the magnet detach and then you drop your phone on your face. <laughs> so just be careful. So what you're saying is you don't really recommend it. I don't recommend Okay. There's a learning curve to it. Like I've been actually like trying to learn what's the best use case, what's the best scenario, what's the best like, what are the best practices with this thing? If you ask mm -hmm. me, they have a, um, the better one to get, and I, my camera did die. I think you heard the beep in the background. Um, the one that I say you should get is their Moft wallet stand, which looks a lot like their classic Moft X, except now it's just a magnetized version. That one's better because... Um, you're it's 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 just it's just better for holding your phone in those situations because it's a bigger thing you're not you don't have like a couple fingers on the phone and a couple fingers inside the moft o um to where there's resistance between the two and eventually they disengage this mm -hmm. one you have all of your whole hand is just on the moft x the magnetic moft x so that's better um, so I would actually prefer that, but that's another cool thing is that Moft is making a bunch of products that will work with their, their sticker. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to talk about it on like my Amazon lives. <laughs> I'm probably going to do like a long video about it because I put the sticker on the back of the Axon 30 ultra on the case. And then I connected the moment MagSafe accessories. And I was like, oh, dope. Like, I can use these on Android mm -hmm. phones now. This is awesome. <laughs> so I, that's why I got excited. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to take a real quick break. And then um, maybe during that break, I'll switch up cameras. <laughs> maybe I can. Um, and then we'll be right back after that. I have I now have a glimpse into the workflow of one Nick Gray. <laughs> you put me on your camera this. dies and you have to find another resource. Well, this is pretty cool. So you just you just put me onto this app and I'm using it on the iPhone to be fair. Um Irian, I R I U N. How did you even hear about this thing? Um it's been around for a while now and I was actually doing a how-to video of how to use your smartphone as a webcam for your computer. Mm. So what was so interesting is that like I was trying to connect the ZV-1, but, you know, true to Sony form, it's so convoluted and complicated that it ends up just not working. And then um, you were like, just use your phone. And I was like, how? So quick installation of the server on a PC, on my computer, I should say, and then the transmission app on the iPhone, and they connected immediately. Granted, they're both on the same Wi-Fi connection. So it's yeah, easy so it recognizes it the same the same Wi-Fi connection and then streams directly over the, the server it created on the PC. Yeah, um, and then so you also said that this could be used uh, wired, right? Yeah, so if you want a better connection, and depending on the phone that you're using, if you plug into your phone, uh, it will recognize if it can do the transmission wired, so that there's no lag. But as you can see, there's extremely low lag. No latency, even with I mean, if a you have a connection. Good, if you have a good Wi-Fi connection, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we're working with a mesh network in here. I, you can't see it behind me, but I have one of our one of our nodes back here. Um, but in any case, thank you for the recommendation. This is pretty dope. Yeah, no problem. Um, especially since we have the whole like you know we don't do video podcasts. It may change in the future, but until then, like this is kind of a nice like backup. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, for anybody, any guests that we might have or anybody that, you know, might need a quick backup, this is pretty dope. This is pretty nice. Um, and Lord knows, like with the cameras, with the smartphone cameras, all you really need is good lighting and it can pretty much, it can do a lot. It can do quite a bit. Well, and even with some of the higher priced phones, even then you don't need the best lighting mm-hmm. just because the sensors are really good and they're tuned for low light capability. So very true. I, I had to turn down my, my softbox up here to 5% from 20 uh, just to get this look. Yeah, see, see, it's better than your professional camera. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get specific settings, my friend. Um, HDR video is still a thing. Um, it yeah. is, it is. Um, all right, well, uh, thank you for that solution. Now we can talk comfortably rather than you just staring at a blank screen. Um, so there were a couple of other things. Um, one small piece of news, and then we'll get into the main sort of device announcement that happened this week. Uh, Xiaomi. Just yesterday, or earlier today even, I don't even know how the time zones work right now, um, they have officially surpassed Apple as the number two global smartphone brand. And, I mean, a part of me kind of chuckled because, I mean, it's kind of easy to do that, right? When you have like nine sub-brands that... (laughs) that are also clutter not cluttering i don't mean cluttering in a bad way but they're also saturating this entire market yeah it's it's one of those things though that i think is directly tied to um i don't want to call it the demise but the turn against huawei Mm. that we've seen again these past couple years because huawei did have that numbers two spot for so long um, and they were, you know, back and forth with Apple for number two, number three, Samsung, you know, the, the top three were kind of shifting positions the last couple of years in and out. And with Huawei just losing market share, it left a massive void. And I think they said 80% year over year increase in volume of sales, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I think any company would die to have that much market share increase in a single year. The question is, can they hold on to it for long? You know, we have new iPhones coming out in a couple months. Uh, Samsung has some big launches coming up uh, within the next month or two. So it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they can hold on to that spot and retain that percentage of market share that they have right now. But I, I remember when Xiaomi launched their first phone and I was like, what are they trying to do? Like, you know, this upstart new company, you know, out of China, you know, they, they had created software you know, for Android de- devices. For those who don't remember, MIUI was around for years before Xiaomi even got into the hardware business. Yeah, that's very true. Um, it took them a while to find a groove, too, because mm-hmm. I remember even just a few years back, people started to really pay attention because Xiaomi was one of the reliable companies to, with every uh, new release, introduce some sort of radical thing. like Yeah, the, new the, new features, yeah. Mm-hmm, the Mi Mix, um, the, I want to say, 8 or 12 gigabytes of RAM all of a sudden appeared in like the Mi Mix 2. And everyone was just like, do we even need that? And now it's a standard um what else was there like the 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 snap out cameras um and more recently with the mi 11 ultra which by the way to anybody who might be listening wondering where the mi 11 ultra like content is yes i have it yes i love it but i am going to wait until that rear screen (laughs) can finally do all the things that we wanted to do and then i'll review the phone because that's literally what i have been waiting for this whole time 
The question is, will it ever? It, will it, it it's ever? gotta, because like we've heard from the Chinese side that the Chinese ROMs are starting to support that feature. Mm-hmm. So like they gotta put it in the global ROMs. Like just do it, Xiaomi. Please just do it. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be the but, thing. But so one of the things that was highlighted in all of the reporting about this was that one of the main drivers of Xiaomi's success has been its price point mm-hmm. with their devices. The the average retail price of its devices being, I believe, 70% lower than iPhones and about 30 to 40% lower than Samsung devices. So that's, you know, anyone who's looking for a good, reliable smartphone, but doesn't have the money or doesn't really want to spend the money that Samsung and Apple are requesting for their devices, Xiaomi has been the go-to alternative for them. And I think that's a good thing. We don't all need, you know, an 800 to, you know, $1,400 smartphone. There's plenty of room for cheaper devices and Xiaomi's kind of fit into that gap that's been there and giving people a great option for those who simply don't need or want, you know, a flagship tier device all the time. And even if they are picking up a flagship tier device, it is still 20 to 30% cheaper than the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Very much agreed. Um, they have moved a little bit into the premium segment, but it doesn't mean they've mm-hmm. like totally left the, uh, uh, what's the term here? The more affordable categories behind. Um, so yeah, there, the budget mid range segment, but even that, I mean, with the Mi 11 ultra, which is, an incredible device when you consider the hardware that's cheaper still than the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra mm-hmm. and yeah. hardware hardware to hardware the the Xiaomi device wins that competition I mean the as you said it doesn't have the user experience it should have with that rear screen so far but you know hopefully they'll get there yeah I'm so like that was that was okay I refuse to review that phone until the thing I wanted it to do is there <laughs> so that's my whole thing um and then the review will probably say it took this long but it's finally it took nine here. months yeah it took well, at least at least they sent it to you i'm still over here twiddling my thumbs waiting for a review unit so mm. maybe you need to send it back so they can send it to me mm. or or i'll just borrow it from you, <laughs> you that that works too in that scenario we get to see each other <laughs> yeah exactly so i'll come out we'll visit each other for a couple days and yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, okay, so to our final and, of course, main thing for today. Um, did you follow this whole uh, Steam Deck sort of surprise? Okay, it wasn't really a surprise. I know that a lot of people were saying uh, a lot We've of- known it's been coming for a while. Yes, we a just portable didn't know gaming what it solution. Was. Yeah, so a portable gaming solution from Valve, and we all know that Valve, they hard, they, they don't often miss- like you can you can um you can argue that the Steam Link device didn't really make as big of a deal as as people were expecting. It was a good idea. Basically, you have your PC in one part of the house and then you put a Steam Link on your big HD TV somewhere else and it will wirelessly it's basically game streaming. It's remote play. Um that makes sense. The Steam controller, a lot of people said it was good, but not a lot of people bought it. And now with Steam, the Steam Deck, this is literally a portable computer in the style of a nintendo switch um any thoughts on this uh device so far i mean as far as having a open market and having competing products i think this is a very good product to have an option for especially for hardcore gamers who want a portable device and think that the nintendo switch is something built for kids this is probably the device you should get. 
there it I, I, we're at this point where technologies that we thought would never be able to leave our houses or you know keep us tethered to our desk and that's what we would always have to do the technology has evolved so much that we can take those things and make them portable yes there's going to be compromises along the way um i i think this has you know a low resolution of you know 800p so you don't it's just lower resolution than what you get on your smartphone um i mean there's honestly there's 300 smartphones that have better higher resolution displays than this does um and it only has a i think it's a 60 hertz refresh rate display i believe so um, yeah and honestly and it's not really that good to look at like it, it looks like a tech product or a demo product something that you know qualcomm would show off at a tech conference to say hey this is the type of product you could build and you know you go make something prettier this looks like that prototype product so far so um but i, I you know for a desktop gamer who wants to bring their games with them and have a solution for that i think this is a good product and at only you know, 399 well, again, okay. 399 is the only, I think, 64 gigabytes of storage. So yep. if you and want, it's like, an MMC drive, so like it's not, yeah. it's not even going to be like the fastest NVMEs or anything like that. Yeah, and if you want to upgrade, it's I think it's 529 to 256 gigabytes for NVMe SSD. Yeah. So literally this morning, as we are doing this show, uh, the reservation system went out. Which okay, mm -hmm. so there there are a few reasons why this release is interesting because. Gabe Newell himself, head of Valve, who, by the way, like, I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, he lost a lot of weight. Like, like, congrats on, on, on all of that if he's been working on it pretty hard. Because um, I just didn't recognize him. That's why I was surprised. Uh, but yeah, Gabe Newell was basically saying with IGN that this product, while it is a consumer-made product, it's something that they hope a lot of people will buy as consumers, as PC gamers. It's also a proof of, it's also what they would call a proof of category. Because they want to create a whole new category of computing, of gaming products that will be able to like open up the possibilities. And the, just like with uh, certain products that prove the categories, other companies will go along with it. Imagine like a, an HP deck or an Alienware deck. Those are the same company, I just realized. But, oh no, it's a Dell. Dell and Alienware. I forget. But imagine like an Asus deck or or anything like that. Like they would be able to take the same concepts and make their own versions of it because Steam kind of led the charge or Valve led the charge. Um, you're right. It's not the best looking peripheral. It's not the best looking uh, device. But a lot of it kind of makes sense to me because if you look at the way the Switch is just something you enjoy and even Nintendo knows that that screen, because it's smaller, doesn't need to have a super high resolution. In the world of PC gaming, if you have that small screen to be able to enjoy with the controls and all that, it's a 7-inch screen, which means you go 720p resolution, which also lowers the load that the game has on the processing and the GPU inside. So it all kind of synergistically works. Um, now, the specs on it are all AMD. So if we're talking about Team Red, Team Blue, wow, AMD making a splash in so many more ways. Uh, this is yet another way that they're doing it. Uh, talking about the reservation system. Uh, so I'm guessing you didn't really jump on this. Uh, no, I, I did not. <laughs> you, you know how much gaming I do. Practically none if it's not on my smartphone. Something that I'm going to carry in my pocket all the time. What is the last PC game you played? 
Uh, I actually got the new Lego game that just came out that's available on Steam. Uh, It's a little puzzle puzzle game. Graphics are really good. I've only played like 30 minutes of it, though. I I got a... I think it was like 15 bucks and I was like, oh, I really want to play this. And then I played 20 minutes and I was like, I don't, I don't want to sit at my computer and play games. I want to sit back. And th- I mean, honestly, this would be the device that I should be purchasing. But uh, with the amount of time that I have to dedicate to gaming, I'm, I'm not going to be pulling the trigger. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I have been making an effort to play games more recently, but that's mostly because I've been reviewing a television. Um, but still, like, it's nice to come back to it. And you know what? For this whole, like, portable, like, I know that you said uh, being able to bring Steam with you on the go is part of why this product is important. But I also think a lot of people are starting to open up to the idea of what we would call lazy gaming. <laughs> just lie mm-hmm. in bed, man. And just lie in bed and just enjoy your game. Um, I've been doing that with remote play this whole time. But of course, with the Steam Deck, it's not remote. It's all being done in that thing. Um I actually, a lot of people this morning were on Twitter, our friends like Thunder E and and some of our tech friends were like, we're trying to reserve it. We're trying to get a reservation. It's really hard. It's really hard. My friends in our Discord chat, in my Discord chat have been kvetching over it as well. And then I opened up my Steam. It took me a couple tries to get into Steam because I just wanted to play some cyberpunk. Uh, But then I saw once I finally got in, since the servers are getting bombarded, I saw the advertisement for the Steam Deck. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I I feel like I missed my chance because it was already hours ago that the reservations went live. So I clicked it. Then I hit buy on the on the 529 version for 256 gigabytes NVMe storage. And then I hit purchase. Then I hit PayPal, put in my credentials. And then it said you're confirmed. And I was like, what? Everyone else is freaking out over Twitter <laughs> and you're like casually, oh yeah, this thing's available. <laughs> I have good luck with pre-orders. I don't know what to tell you. Like it took you me- You got your PlayStation. Yeah. It took me less than 10 tries for the PS5 on Best Buy. It took me less than five tries for the Xbox Series S on Microsoft's website. I don't know what it is. And me saying this right now is going to jinx me. So when I really need to pre-order something in the future, I'm not going to be able to. But um, but yeah, I've had a good time. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so many people are listening to this like, I hate you. <laughs> well, you should turn around and sell it on eBay. Well, so here's the thing, though. Like, I, I know there is a lot of interest in this from hardcore gamers and, you know, anyone who loves Steam. But... To be real, that audience is significantly smaller than it is for, you know, a smartphone launch, you know, a Galaxy S21 coming out oh, sure. or, you yeah. know, a new iPhone. And so it, it, it's hard to gauge what the real, you know, demand for a product like this is. And honestly, like with a lot of other Steam products that they've released, the hardware products over the years, they've never really made too many. Like a lot of times we hear, oh, they sold out, but... Steam doesn't make a whole lot, so it's going to be interesting to see what what the numbers actually are. If we ever get to see the numbers, as far as you know, how many hardware pieces did they actually sell from this, or you know, is it a limited limited run of you know fifty thousand units? Yeah, that's true. Um, I uh, on the topic of it being because there was there was a thought I had with the Xbox Series S that. Microsoft basically made an entry-level console 
Mm-hmm. It's really affordable in comparison. It's really affordable. It gets you access to all the same games, just at a lower spec. And it's like, if there's anybody who's never gotten a console before, hasn't really gotten into gaming, it's kind of the easiest thing to recommend. It's hard it's to- the re- option for them. Yeah, it's exactly. not the option for the hardcore gamer. It's the option for the casual gamer. Exactly. And what I like about the Steam Deck is that it's kind of trying to do the same thing. Now, the whole portable thing, that's going to be a bit niche. That's up to you. Like, does it really matter to you? But the fact that you can dock this, put it onto a monitor or a TV, and just go nuts after that, that's pretty cool too. So you'll be able to get this thing for around $500, depending on what storage option you want. And you suddenly just have both a portable PC and a powerful one that you can connect to anything. I think that's pretty dope. Now, I, you know, you know how we are. Um, the the first thing I thought was, can it handle video editing? Like, can I, no, can, it's not running Windows. Exactly, it's not running Windows. That was the that, that it's running their custom out. OS. Yeah, and it's Linux based. Um, All you can do is use Steam, and that's so. That's for me. That's one of the limiting factors. Is that this is purely a gaming device and is not intended to be used for anything else. So if you dock it to you know your dock and your larger monitor and want to connect a mouse and keyboard, you still can only game with it. You can't do anything else. I'm sure they're going to put in a browser and a couple other things so that you can surf the web. But you know, it's not. A, a platform that there's other readily available applications for. Yeah, it's it's one of those. And this is only something that a super nerd like us would think of doing. But like going to a hotel, you don't have a laptop, but you got your Steam Deck, just HDMI to the TV, and now you have like <laughs> an editing bay. <laughs> you, but you know, at this point, you you have your smartphone and your smartphone can do that. You can get, you know, a Black Shark and you know connect connect to keyboard and monitor and use a desktop mode you know if you wanted to do that i mean that's the beauty of it right now the technology is at a point where if you can think of it you can probably implement it with the hardware that's out there yeah the question is you know when are these companies actually going to realize that people want to use these in different ways i think you know anyone who um has followed the technology is aware of the different things and the versatility that this these hardware devices offer but it's still really hard to use and sometimes very impractical mm-hmm. you know we the OEMs need to find a way to make it more practical and easier to use in everyday scenarios yeah i agree um but there's nothing that makes me happier in the world of tech than a piece of tech that can serve multiple purposes mm-hmm. it's one of the greatest things out there which is why Bringing it full circle, things like this uh, Rode Wireless Go 2, like it's kind of a revelation. It did a great job. Also, obviously, the <laughs> this is this is just for me and Nick, but using the iPhone, it way better autofocus than my <laughs> than my Panasonic. Yeah, it, it, extremely fast too. Like you, you put that you put that microphone up to the camera, it focused and oh, then refocused really good. And same for the Galaxy S twenty one Ultra here. You know? oh, and look how so close funny. it can focus on that too. That's true. Oh my goodness. That's so funny though. Like my full size camera that I love so much mm-hmm. <laughs> got it just got owned by the iPhone that we're using as a backup. <laughs> 
Oh man, the the life the the, the life. As we, but as we're talking about the versatility of the products that we're using, you know, this is you're using a smartphone that was typically used for doing whatever, and you're like, hey, today I can use it as a webcam, and it can outperform, you know, a dedicated camera in certain situations. Totally, absolutely. So I mean, um, I yeah, as you said, full circle. The technology that we have in our pockets and that we carry around with us is incredible it's just finding a way to use it in the right ways which is why we need our events back we need our travel <laughs> back because i've said this on multiple occasions on the show already like there's so many things i've learned in 2020 um mm. like yeah you know, there are some people and you want to implement them in the real world absolutely like there are going to be a lot of people who okay so i implore this is going to be a bit of a cathartic note that we'll end on um I, I get that there are probably a lot of people out there who thought, oh, we had all of this downtime in 2020. I didn't learn anything. I implore you to think about the thing you were doing all the time, whether it's work or anything else. I get it. If you had like hobbies you wanted to pick up again, if you had like personal development things you wanted to pick up again, meditation or whatever, like personal personal development and self-care, all of that stuff, I get it. Like if you weren't able to focus on that, that is a bit of a bummer. It's a bummer for all of us. But chances are, in the work you do, you were forced to learn a lot of ways of getting it done and potentially getting it done better. So I feel like a lot of us have actually learned all of that. I feel like a lot of us creatives have had to actually adjust to the point where that knowledge is worth its weight in gold. So mm -hmm. no, I may not be a master meditator <laughs> after 2020, but there's so many things I've learned about how to do my job even better, even more efficiently that I can't wait to put into practice. Like I'm... I do feel developed. I do feel like I've developed a little. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. and that's the thing with, with this year, you, I mean, a lot of people on a lot of fronts have either said, Hey, I'm giving up or I'm digging in and I'm going to better myself either, you know, learning new things on the health side, uh, you know, relationships, all, all of the above. It, it's been a mindset. And I think as we're coming out of this, I think now we get to implement everything that we've been able to, you know, better ourselves with over this past year. And hopefully we come out of it for the better. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we all, so moral of the story is Jaime, we all need to be included on these trips that you've been going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to my classic. PR friends because we should have been invited to that. hundred percent, hundred percent. We're not salty. <laughs> They they only had what four people. They did. So, yeah. the, the, you know when it became real to me that whole like situation was when um, I knew they were at the John Deere thing. That's cool. The tractors are self driving. That's awesome. Blah blah blah. They ate a lot of corn. But and then um, <laughs> but then when my parents were watching the local news and they started talking about the John Deere Classic, and I was like, oh, they're there. Oh, now I I'm, could have been at that. Now I'm upset. <laughs> Well, here's to hoping. We're hoping that our some things will be coming up pretty soon. But as always, Nick, thank you again for being on the show. And thank you for My giving me this, this great, like teaching me this great backup. And like, I've told you about solution. it a couple of times and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, One I mean, time. I haven't needed it. Like, you today haven't needed, I needed it. it. Yeah. In a pinch and it works amazing. Yeah, it actually worked really well. Even though on the app store, it's like a three out of five stars. I don't know why, because it's pretty good. I think it's people who don't know how to implement it properly. They install it and be like, I need to install something on my computer. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps so. In any case, um, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. And uh, let me just get into the outro, starting now. 
All of the links for Nick Gray, Fandroid, and myself are found in the show notes, so make sure you follow us across the interwebs. As far as PocketNow is concerned, head over to PocketNow.com for all of the latest headlines. Follow PocketNow at PocketNow on various social media websites. And then, of course, head over to YouTube.com slash PocketNow for video content that's coming out basically every single day. With all of that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this episode of the PocketNow Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much for kicking it with us in this episode, and we will see you in the next one.